talk about your personalities, talk about the trait that you have and the experience that you have and how best your element can support their mission, their, their, their maneuver element. It's not rocket science. Hi, and welcome to the 1CA podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode. We're joined today by Will Ibrahim, who is a captain in the U.S. Army and serving as the S-9 for 2-1 CAV. Will, welcome to the 1CA podcast. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, you got connected to us through a mutual officer uh, who's in the Army Reserve, and he said that you guys went through the qualification process together and, and had served together uh, on active duty. Uh, were you uh-huh. trained in CA? Yeah, currently serving as as as, as, as the S nine for the uh, as you mentioned the second um, brigade first cap here at Fort Hood. Um, and yes, I'm I'm school SWIC. That's SWC Special Warfare School and Center trained as as a civil affairs officer. And was that something you came in? Uh, was there a different basic branch when you joined the army? Uh, yes, I did some time enlisted. Did about five years enlisted time. I was an uh, Intel analyst back then. It was uh, the MOS was a 96 Bravo. I got commissioned to OCS, and when my, my basic branch was was as an infantry officer, uh, did a couple years in infantry, and then I switched over to to civil affairs after about three three years or so, almost four, in the infantry. Okay. So why do you want to switch over to civil affairs? Had you heard about it from someone else? So I was just wanted the opportunity to, to be able to learn the language, um, to work in a small team, to do something outside of my basic branch, um, and civil affairs appealed to me. I thought there'd be a lot of opportunities here, and, and, and there are, and there are, and so I jumped over. That's great. And so you took the, the D-Lab, I guess the Defense Language Aptitude Battery. Um, what languages were you trained in? Um, I was only trained in, in just one language, and that's uh, Indonesian, or Bahasa Indonesia, I would want to say. Why that one? I guess it was based upon needs of the Army, really. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really have a, have a say-so with it. Like, we just, you know, when you go through the, the qualification process, you know, putting in your applications, you just prefer some languages. You know, you have your preferences li- preference list of languages, but it's... It's not up to me the final language decision of you know which one that I'm given and which one I start training for. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like you had any background in Indonesian. It was just uh, you were good with languages and they gave you that one. Exactly. Yep. That's, great. That's right. Well, I want to talk about uh, your current role as an S9. What does an S9 do, and how do you think it applies to heavy BCT? The role as a brigade S9 is can really be boiled down into two different areas, twofold. Um, one, you're a civil affairs planner for the brigade, and two, you're the community relations liaison for the brigade as well. So these general guidelines apply to both like a heavy brigade, which I'm in right now, or a light infantry brigade. Um, I, I've seen I've seen both sides of this. Uh, bottom line, you're as S9, you're planning and synchronizing the civil engagements for the brigade commander. What are some examples uh, during your training or if the brigade is going to go somewhere uh, for a conventional unit? 
What are some of the uh, the civil engagements that you have planned for? When we deploy or when we go to these CTC rotations, there's you know there's always civilians. There's civilians in, you know, in, in the area of operations, civilians on the battlefield. Um, these civilian engagements are basically like KLEs, you know, key leader engagements, SLEs, a senior leader engagement, um, or meeting with local police officers, police chiefs, uh, mayors, imams, sheiks, or it may be on the the uh, unified land action partners like the uh, UN OCHA rep, United States, United Nations, you know, OCHA or uh, USA folks. And we're, we're planning those, those civil engagements for, for, for the brigade commander to, to help his, his mission and, and to help meet his intent to, um, to help influence the civilian populace. So you're, uh, are you a one man show? Do you have anyone else helping you in the S9 shop? That's correct. I'm a one man show. The, the MTOE across Big Army for, for the BCTs has changed over the last few years. This lot used to be for a major 04, but that has got downgraded to a captain because, you know, there's some, there's some shortage of, of, of civil affairs officers. But yeah, um, one man show. There, there's, there's no NCO any, any longer at the BCT level for civil affairs. Okay. So you mentioned CTTs, and if people are not familiar with that, um, the military uses these combat training centers like National Training Center, Fort Irwin, California, uh, GRTC, the Joint Readiness Training Center in Fort Polk, Louisiana, and we use them to test warfighting concepts. A lot of it is about testing the ability of staff sections to perform their duties, and so CA teams and companies are certainly in those rotations. My unit will be providing support for 2-1 CAV, and Marine Corps Civil Affairs units do similar exercises at 29 Palms in California and elsewhere. Yep. From your perspective, the S-9 Brigade, what do you think that a CA team or CA company could provide and support as an enabler to 2-1 CAV in that uh, CTC or specifically NTC training environment? In my, my opinion, the at, at the brigade level, the Civil Affairs Planner should, should understand the, the operational environment. Uh, you know, receive... Receive the brigade commander's intent. You know, sometimes, sometimes you don't have a CA planner like myself on the staff. It's just that, that CA team or, or, or the CMOC chief, and they're the only uh, interface for, for the civil affairs elements there. But receive the brigade commander's intent for civil engagements and then uh, start integrating the, the CA, PSYOPs, or, or SF, special forces, all those soft elements to support those efforts. And then lastly, synchronize the subordinate elements within the formation. So those, those CA teams, PSYOP teams, or SF teams, or soft elements, synchronize those elements within the formations. The other part of that is that I believe uh, the, the soft elements should take guidance from the S9 and incorporate themselves into the information operations or non-lethal working groups in order to execute their CA doctrinal task, which supports that brigade battalion commander. Could you talk a little bit about the build on that, uh, the, the non-lethal working group? Who are the people at that table and part of that working group? You should have a, a planner from the brigade's S3 or brigade ops cell in there. You have the, the CA rep, probably this 
myself or you know the the, the CMOC chief there. You'll have some of the PSYOP folks. Um, if you're lucky and you have one, you'll have an IO officer, information operations officer there, or, or planner. PAO should be there. Other non-lethal enablers like the the EWO, electronic warfare officer, and probably the um, like an S two rep to be able to help with the non-lethal um, cells integration to the to, to the to the intel side of the house as well. I actually got a, I got I got an excerpt from a smart paper from a gentleman named uh, Kevin Merrill. Um, he, wrote, he wrote it about a year ago. It states this. <laughs> The non-lethal cell at the BCT, the Brigade Combat Team, serves a critical role in aligning the ground commander's intent with the complex tasks of conducting unified land operations amongst the local population. In a decisive action environment, the non-lethal cell focuses the commander's direct interaction with unified action partners on determining the conditions requisite or, or necessary for the return of responsibility to civil authority. Ultimately, that's what you're trying to do. You, your, your plans, your actions, and that not only the working group want to take the brigade commander's intent and translate that to your actions so that you can ultimately transfer authority back to the civil local civil authorities. That's a really good summary. Thank you. What do you think a, a CAV battalion commander would like to hear from a CA team leader or a CMOC chief in a capabilities brief to describe what his or her team can offer to support the battalion mission. Those battalion or, or brigade commanders, you know, they, they, they want to hear how a CA team can support their maneuver tasks, i.e. something along the effects of we have language capabilities without the need of an interpreter in some cases, and if the battalion commanders want, want to clear or, you know, eliminate enemy forces from a particular city or town, you know, the CA team's soft elements can, can set up some key leader engagements with the cities, with leaders in, in the surrounding towns or cities to communicate the appropriate themes and messages in order to gain the civil popular support against your enemy forces that you're facing. You know, I would also mention that your element can particularly CA, you, you can talk to local news agencies or, or, or PAO. You can talk to local news agencies to positively influence the information operations, which could suppress the enemy messaging in a, in a given area. And lastly, tell that commander, battalion brigade commander, about any special equipment that you have or special training that's going to assist you in accomplishing your mission. Have you seen some examples where a brief like that goes terribly wrong? Hey, not, not really. I think that for the most part, uh, elements prepare for it. It's not like a uh, something that's sprung on them, you know, uh, as you might think. You know, you, you just you, sometimes you, you just talk about your personalities, talk about the training that you have and the experience that you have, and how best your element can support their mission, their, their, their maneuver element. It's not rocket science. No, and I mean, I, I, from what I think, the, the team leader or uh, team sergeant, since it is only a small team, that's it. Yep. You better know your people. You better know them well. Yeah. 
Well, do you think there's any CAV-specific terminology or lingo that CA troops should know before going into the box with the CAV unit? <laughs> um, uh, uh, I, I guess I just haven't been here long enough to hear a whole lot of stuff, but I'll throw out some stuff. It's just some basic stuff to know. So know, if, if you're having some conversations, know the difference between a, a spur ride, which is particular to cavalry units versus a prop blast, which is what takes place like an airborne unit or air assault unit. Understand that army units are called cavalry, not not cal not cavalry. Um, <laughs> ca- ca- that the ca- cavalry, uh, uh, you know, that's a that's a biblical term for the, the, the hill and in the Bible where Jesus Christ was crucified. But bottom line, bottom line is just know, know your audience, research them, understand them, and any any key words that matches like their lingo. And, and the enemy you're dealing with is it, going to be to your advantage. Right. I, I guess the CA units, uh, CA personnel, we're trained to understand, you know, what kind of environment we're going into and should be able to do some of the background research before we arrive. So I'm anticipating that our company in supporting your rotation will be prepared and have done background information about 2 calf Yep. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Do you have an idea for an upcoming podcast or know someone who may be a good person to interview? Contact us at capodcasting at gmail.com. Welcome back to the 1CA podcast. So from your perspective as the S9, what do you think success would look like to a CTC rotation? It's straightforward, but it's pretty simple in my eyes. So success to me would look something like whoever's deploying out there, like like your your, your company is coming out, the PSYOP teams are coming out, um, just, a, just a better trained element, CA or PSYOPs, and also some better informed uh, battalion and brigade commanders on the integration of soft enablers. Personally, uh, during the rotation, I would like to see a, a continual integration of the civil affairs throughout the rotation. To help assist in that, we're actually planning on doing some training local here, like it's, it's called the Tactical Information Operations Course, and that'll, that'll bring in the, the electronic warfare folks, fires, PAO, PSYOP, CA, Intel, into these non-lethal engagements to support the brigade commander's tasks. Um, so what we don't want, the opposite of, of success for the rotation, I, what I don't want, I don't want the CA and PSYOP elements on the outside looking in, you know, after the first few days in the box. There's some ideas that have been floating around with the Brigade XO, like like the placement of the, of the CMOC inside of Brigade Talk, just so they're continually engaged and they're, they're knee-deep in that, that planning process and they're not forgotten about during the CTC rotation. Yeah, that, that would be great uh, because we've been on some rotations where you're helping to meet the commander's intent, but sometimes the commander's intent is to avoid populations. And um, if that's the case, it's, it's, it's tough to say, hey, these are our capabilities, but as you're rolling through uh, the rotation, yeah, you're not talking to people. That's the human domain you're missing. Uh, so it sort of depends on what situation you're going into and, and what that rotation at JRTC or NTC is actually testing. Yeah, you know, just... Do your, do your analysis of 
of the civilian atmospherics, gather as much information as you can, and then keep, continue making recommendations to the to whoever you're supporting. Right. And, yeah, I mean, bottom line, if, they, if the, that commander's like, eh, I don't want to talk to civilians, or I want to mess with them, then I guess that's that's their call. Then in, sure. in the CTC rotation, they'll probably end up paying for it. Yeah, it's uh, be prepared as be as prepared as possible, uh, knowing you're going to make some mistakes, and those mistakes are how we learn. That's that's, that's true. Yep, absolutely. The terrain I know at NTC poses a lot of problems. Uh, so whether it's the the terrain or the actual weather conditions or something else, what are some common mistakes that units make during CTC rotation, uh, and specifically with CA? Is there anything CA related for engagement styles or sim issues that you've seen occur during a CTC rotation or that you're planning to try to avoid? Kind of like we, what we were talking about before, um, I've seen the, the CA units and psyops just kind of kind of veer off and start doing their own thing, um, not staying incorporated into what the brigade is doing and how to support the brigade directly. Uh, I've also seen like a, a lot, a lot of lack of communication about some logistical requirements, uh, particularly like your communication equipment. So as a CA element, PSYOP element or soft element and try to ensure your communication equipment is, is synced up and updated as available or as, as is needed. And, Communication and reporting, meaning digital communication with your peers or your higher headquarters, it's, it's going to be a problem when you're at CTC. So expect it. Um, but having some TTPs or, or solid pace plan to help alleviate those communication issues, that's going to help reduce your stress when you, when you encounter those communication problems when you get to your CTC rotation. Yeah, that's good advice. We went through the same process uh, because, yeah, the, the DAC is stacked against you, and you know your comms are going to go down one by one, mm-hmm. and that's that's a test. Figure out how you're going to communicate internally and how you're going to communicate with hire and yeah. with anyone you're supporting. Yeah, you know, you know, might look at bringing in like some, some civilian system or some something that's not on the you know army networks or whatever. So special cell phone app or your own personal laptop. I, I don't know. Play with it. Play with it just so that you can ensure that you have that communication. You're able to do your reporting and the information gets to the place it needs to be at the proper time. Yeah. So that gets to another question about planning and planning for a CTC rotation. How do you think commanders and first sergeants typically engage with, with units um, like 2-1 Cav and with you as the S9, between now and our CTC rotation, what is that planning and what is the engagement like? I think Captain uh, John Nielsen and the, those first Sergeant said they, 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 they've done the first big step, which is which is start the communication as early as possible. I mean, we're not even, we haven't done LTP yet. We haven't started any big exercises, home station yet, but we're already talking with, with the CA and PSYOP elements. Um, that's it's always it's always a plus. Um, the other thing is they can do is for, for assistance in, in planning for these rotations, CC rotations is simply read DA and maneuver 
Stoner Doctrine and understand understanding your mental tasks, you know, that you're, that you're trying to train on. Uh, the next thing is, you know, I, I wrote this down. Uh, don't, don't complain about the food at the party, you know, when, when nobody knew knew what you wanted. Nobody knew you were coming. You know, don't, don't start complaining downrange or at CTC if you never communicated any of your requirements prior to go, going down there. Um, first sergeant and commanders should communicate often and early. And I suggest bringing up, bringing up those issues or those training concerns on a repeated basis until those issues are resolved or, 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 or mitigated so that you guys can have success in, in your planning at CTC. Good advice. Thank you. Will, do you have any final advice for CA units trying to integrate with 2-1-CAV in preparation for a CTC rotation? Yes. Absolutely. Um, I, I would say to you know go out to your CTC rotation um, and train, train, train hard, train hard, but also also have fun. It's okay to laugh at yourself. It's okay to laugh at mistakes you make. The um, thing is, don't let NTC destroy your personal relationships within your unit. There is life after NTC. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. Last, lastly, I, I'd say, you know, take some time, read read some of the call, call documents um, related to NTC. There's one newsletter that's going around in our brigade. Um, it was written back in August 2017. Number, let's see, number 17-19. The title of it is the 10 fundamentals. 10 fundamental BCT skills required to win the first fight. And there's a section in there that, that discusses joint special operation forces and conventional forces integration and interoperability. There's some, some tidbits about transitioning integrated operations with your unified you know, action partners, soft communications and soft coordinations with the conventional forces as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, you can have a good time out there. You can get your good training in, but don't let it, don't, I, I just don't let it ruin your relationships, man. Uh, yeah. after, after you guys deploy, redeploy back. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's going to be a stressful environment, um, but it will end and people should come out stronger for it and build on the experience. Yes, absolutely. That's good. Captain Will Ibrahim, S9 for T1 Cab. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for being on the 1CA podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, John. Thank you for spending some time with us. Please subscribe and come back for another installment of 1CA. Until then, be safe and secure the victory.